Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Something Businessy podcast. It's Franny here. And before we dive into today's episode, I have a question for you. When you go to write content for your brand, do you have a clear brand voice that you know exactly how to speak from? Or are you writing in a way that sounds professional, maybe a little chat GPT-ish, or just like a lawyer or somebody boring wrote it? Sorry, lawyers, I'm not saying you're boring, but you know, the writing. We want to have a little more fun with our content. We want to insert that personality, that brand voice into every single piece of content, every email, every Instagram post, every podcast, all of the things that we do. So we made you a super fun brand persona quiz that will help get you started. And just by taking the quiz, you're going to learn something about yourself and your brand voice that maybe you didn't realize before. Then you're instantly going to get all kinds of awesome insights with a downloadable PDF guide that is custom to your results. Now, this quiz has been a huge hit for us for the past couple of years, but we just gave it a total makeover. So even if you've already taken it before, you're going to enjoy giving it another whirl. So pop on over to ampersand-studios.com slash quiz and click start. All right, let's dive back into our topic for today. Your brand is essentially the way that people talk about you when you're not in the room. Yeah, your reputation. <laughs> so no matter what, people are going to form an opinion of you. So do you want it to be an opinion that they come up with on their own? Or do you want to have a part in creating it? Welcome to the Something Businessy Podcast. I'm Franny. And I'm Nicole. And we are stoked to be your brand coaches and business besties. We started Ampersand Studios in 2009, and we've learned a few things. Over the years, we've made lots of mistakes, but celebrated a few big wins too. We build brands by helping small business owners unapologetically settle into their voice and visuals so that they can create meaningful content that attracts the type of client and work that lights them up. We designed this podcast to be your place to come every single week to get an honest and candid dose of inspiration, step-by-step actionable workshops, crazy stories, random thoughts, and our take-it-or-leave-it approach to business. So get in. We never know where this is going to go, but we promise to at least talk about something businessy. Good morning. Well, I mean, it's morning for me. I don't know what time of day you were listening to this. Maybe it's at night, maybe it's during the day while you're at work, maybe you're out on a walk. But I want to prompt you to take notes for this episode because I'm going to have a lot of meaty tips on how you can build a brand from scratch. You see, I am not sure if there's anything I love more than crafting brands from the ground up. Franny and I actually joke around that we are in the right line of work because we get to do the fun parts of ideating the creative messaging and then handing it off to a business owner and just wishing them the best. I mean, all joking aside, we really do love what we do. There is just a completely clean slate starting from the beginning, no expectations, and yet the sky is the limit. We just get to pick out its outfit and personality and create the Pinterest board for its bedroom decor. I mean, like you get what I'm saying, right? Like I could do this all day long. I have a creative brain that loves to solve problems. And when I get to get behind the scenes and create this brand messaging for clients in their businesses that can relate to their ideal customers and make them more money, I mean, 
what a better job. I mean, what is a better job? I absolutely love this. And on a lot of my days, I get to spend the day doing exactly that, doing the coaching that brainstorming includes. And sometimes um, I even get to help with the the ideation and the creation of the visual brand. And then it translates into photo shoots and big campaigns and all of these things that these small businesses get to play like their big brand counterparts. And that is so gratifying. So what goes into creating a brand from scratch? Okay, you might already have an existing brand and maybe this episode isn't going to speak to you directly per se, but I really suggest that you continue listening because even though you might be an existing business owner, you might be also considering a rebrand. And um, this episode is going to be really helpful for you. I am recording this with new businesses in mind. And maybe I'll do another episode that talks about the specifics of rebranding an existing business later on. But for now, just think about what you would do if you were going to start over from day one. What would you change? And what would you maybe leave the same? Many seasoned businesses can benefit from a rebrand, but Remember that you do need to fully commit to roll out successfully. Uh, every now and then people will kind of like, oh, I'm just going to change my logo, but then they don't actually change their signage or they don't change it on anything else. Um, and all you're doing is creating confusion and just, you know, kind of invading that brand trust that goes into getting ideal customers. So I really recommend that if you are considering a rebrand that you go in just like full balls to the wall for lack of a better term, (laughs) roll out all the way, full committal, um, either that or just hold on until you have the budget to do everything that you need to do. Because you don't want to have to do this again. When you're investing in a rebrand, like the last thing you want to do is realize in a year that you, you know, didn't really fully think it out, or maybe you followed a trend that you don't like anymore or something along those lines. So just keep that in mind. And my business newbies also keep that in mind because you don't want to be years down the road or, I mean, I've worked with some clients that this story is actually six months down the road where they realize that, you know, they did not fully invest in the initial brand and they didn't fully commit to it and they don't really love it. So we don't want to brand and then have to rebrand again because that is expensive and it's confusing. So um, we want to be super duper intentional. Okay, so first things first. Why is it important to craft an intentional brand from day one? Well, I mean, I kind of covered that a little bit, but when it, what it all comes down to is that your brand is essentially the way that people talk about you when you're not in the room. Yeah, your reputation. <laughs> so no matter what, people are going to form an opinion of you. So do you want it to be an opinion that they come up with on their own? Or do you want to have a part in creating it? Yeah, me too. We want to create our own opinions. <laughs> we want – if you can have any – ounce of control in the way that people perceive your brand, wouldn't you take it? Well, that all comes down to basically a 
crafting a successful brand from day one. And that all comes down to aligning your brand's voice and your visuals. So I'm going to try to break that down. And this is going to be a lot. So I'll try to simplify as much as I can. Just take notes. And those things that maybe don't make a ton of sense right now will make sense later on. And maybe we're kind of zeroing in on a certain part and then maybe we'll advance into other parts. Or you know what? Maybe you guys are super advanced branding experts and all of this is just old hat and maybe it's a good reminder and I hope it is. So in order to have a brand that stands out in a noisy, saturated market, you have to have these things. First and foremost, your RCT, meaning your really cool thing, or your USP, your unique selling proposition, your purple cow, those key differentiators in why you're better and different. Your mission, which is the transformation that you want to see by someone using your services. That what, what change do you want to see in the world and what change do you want to create? And your values, which would be what you stand for. So RCT, really cool thing, mission and values. So we RCT is an ampersand term. So if you prefer using the word USP, unique selling proposition, that's up to you. Basically just your key differentiators. Okay, next, you want to have a memorable name. And the shortest URL and Instagram handle that you can get. (laughs) So try not to use acronyms if you can, especially if they don't make sense. So um, acronyms that that you can tie to something memorable, that's one thing. But like if you're going to shorten your name to just your initials, oh my gosh, that's so hard for people to remember. So try not to do that if you can. Try to think of things that are memorable. Uh, And sometimes our Instagram handles may vary from the actual business name. Just make it be something that ties back. I wish I had a really good example for you guys. But ultimately, just think about that when you're actually naming your business and then when you're creating all of the things that go into that. Also, look at the way that they they read. Sometimes we, you know, it's like, oh, we scored the... you know, we are a multiple word brand and then, but together they don't actually read as three different words. So you might want to separate with a period or an underscore. Um, still just really try to keep it concise. Okay, next, have a clear target customer. So this can be broad and it can be specific. So it actually should be. You should have your broad demographic, your customer demographic. That would be everyone who shops with you essentially. Like what, you know, what is the through line of everyone who shops with you? So this could be, you know, uh, people who shop with us are ages 23 to 54. You know, that's a pretty wide demographic. So that would be a broad demographic. Then we have our specific demographic, which would be like we primarily speak to moms that are in their early 30s and do 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 like and that would be a more specific demographic then we have your ideal customer avatar your ICA or your favorite customer your dream customer so this would be a very specific person so this person you should actually give them an actual age give them a name give them a spouse if you if they should have one or kids or you know create a life for them because when you have that really really super specific person that you could work with over and over day in day out and you really can visualize that person, it becomes so much easier to create content Um, and to create, I mean, ads and create a website and create visuals that they would like. I mean, all of those things come down to who we're speaking to. Next thing is the proof of concept. So does it work? (laughs) Like You have to have proof that, that that it works, right? 
you would get these results from a focus group, past customers, testimonials, before and afters, live demonstration, etc. So, so like what how can we show that what you do for people will work for them? Our next thing is aligned voice and visuals. So, does it look the way that it sounds? <laughs> so, that is that's really important. Really, you can have very, I mean, really nice quality photos that feel dis- discombobulated from the personality that you are typing in. So um, the colors, fonts, logos, and all the rules pertaining to the brand should be also be outlined in a brand guide so that way we are consistent throughout. The brand guide can be shared internally and it must be abided by everyone. Franny and I always joke around about that because we are both trained graphic designers so we went to school for that and photographers and um, it's really really tempting to do the flavor of the week because it's easy for us to create new assets. So Franny and I actually have to say like do we use this font in all caps or is it okay? to have this in sentence case. Those things are are what would be in your brand guide and should be shared throughout your team. Okay. Lastly, on this list is your social proof or your web presence. So, so this is an absolute must in 2023. There isn't a worse way to lose trust than to have a scammy website or no website at all. So I think everyone should have a website, even most personal brands should have some kind of landing page. Uh, So if your brand is like a CEO of a business, uh, I don't really think you need need one in that case. But if you're like a real estate agent, I really – advise that real estate agents have their own branded landing page and then they can link off to their brokerage or whatever they need to do from that landing page. If you're a CEO of a product, business or something like that or a store, you would just link it to your business website. That would be plenty. Hopefully I'm not forgetting anything too big in that list and that you guys have some good takeaways. But ultimately, if you walk away from anything with with this episode, the main thing is you need to say, very easily, what do you do? What problem do you solve? And how do I buy it? Okay, so that should be so easy for you to say over and over and over again. That is something that would be some just easy to recite and to change up and to have a long version and a short version. And sometimes you might even want to say who you're for in there. Like if you're primarily for, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like trying to think of funny like retired male golf players or something like that, like something really specific. You would probably want that to be part of part of that main thing that you'd say, right? Okay. So I'm going to move on to some more like tactical things with building a brand that are important to keep in mind here. Because really, if you don't have these things, then I mean, what are we even doing? Okay. The most important thing is that the product has to be good. Okay, so our previous thing where we say, you know, you have to have a proof of proof of concepts. If the product sucks, <laughs> then you don't have a business. Okay, because I mean, you might have a really good marketing plan and you might be able to sell this product, but if it sucks, the word's going to get around and you're basically going to be a scam artist. So, in order to maintain a positive brand, you have to deliver in the end results. So, I mean, really anyone, like I said, anyone can hire out for rad visuals and effective ads and a launch strategy. But if your product sucks, you will go down like a fire festival of small business. Anyone get that reference? (laughs) You just have to hope that, you know, Netflix doesn't make a documentary about you. Um, But for real, guys, like don't like – 
don't sell something that doesn't deliver, right? We if if the product isn't there, let's work on the product first. Okay, next, nail your voice first before the visuals. I know, I know this is like this makes everyone want to cry, right? Your brand voice is absolutely the first thing that you must nail because the visuals, the visuals literally don't matter if you don't have the voice nailed. And so what goes into the brand voice? That would be your really cool thing, your RCT, your mission, and your values, and ultimately your personality. Like how do you speak? What do you say? What do you not say? These things are what drives the brand. If you don't have a really good brand voice, the visuals don't matter, right? They ultimately don't matter. I would say the visuals are more of the hook. You have to have visuals to get noticed, but you have to have a brand voice in order for people to buy ultimately and to trust you. Okay, next, brand kit. You need to have a brand kit. So um, if you find room in the budget, I really recommend hiring a graphic designer to hammer out your visuals. So your logo, your fonts, colors, et cetera. Okay, so the most common mistake is um, is that you hire a designer or maybe you get a logo off Etsy or – and honestly, no knocking that. Like do what you got to do within your budget to create a brand that you love. Um, of course, I always am like, yeah, why wouldn't you have someone create something custom for you? But I recognize that people are starting at all different levels. And um, and so if you need some – if especially if you're a personal brand. Like if you're a real estate agent that just has a little personal brand, like sure, like order order your logo off Etsy if you want to. If you're, um, if you are a product that your main goal is that one day you want to be, you know, on the shelves of Target, then you really, really need to hammer out this brand ahead of time. So, um, so really there's no one size fits all with that, but if you're kind of piecing this together and trying to create something that looks professional, which I know that's totally like the entrepreneurial way, make sure that you have all of the file types that you need of your logo. Okay. So if you are going to order that logo off of Etsy or Upwork or whatever, make sure that you have a vector logo file. Vector. Okay. So vectors can be um, multiple different types of files. Like some PDFs are vectors, but not all PDFs are vectors, <laughs> if that makes sense. Most SVGs are vectors, um, and those play pretty nice with, uh, with Canva. So I usually recommend making sure that you have an SVG. As far as I know, you can't have a non-vector SVG file, but I mean, who knows? Um, you want to make sure it's a vector uh, because a vector can – the color can change. The scale can change. Um, you can basically get any file type that you need if you have a vector file type, okay? Um, so by that, I mean like if you need a JPEG or if you need a PNG or a GIF or something like that, you can create all of those things from a vector, but you cannot create a vector from a PNG, you cannot create a vector from a JPEG because they are made of pixels, okay? So you, the why doesn't really matter. It's just ultimately make sure you have a vector. You want to learn from the mistakes of clients that have come to me that I'm like, okay, what logo file do you have? And then they give me a JPEG and it's all that they have. It's one size. If you stretch it, it pixelates. Learn from their mistakes. Um, there's too many times where I've had to redesign existing logos because they weren't a quality design in the first place or they, we didn't have the proper file type. Just ask for a vector. If it's a reputable designer on any front, they should know what that means. Okay, next, your website. If you can hire someone to create this for you, definitely do. If you have a badass brand guide that you invested in, it will be a lot easier to 
create this yourself. So to ensure that the visual brand matches the functionality of the site. So if you want to be able to make your own updates and changes, make sure that you are having it created in a site builder, builder that you'll be able to do your own edits. So like Squarespace or show it or, or, um, uh, what's the other one? Wix. Um, I don't recommend doing Wix just for a lot of reasons, SEO reasons, functionality reasons. Square, Squarespace and show it are our favorites and you will have the capabilities to go in and, you know, add to your bio, to add images to the gallery, whatever it is. Uh, so I, I really recommend having sites built there. They built they build such nice sites now. Um, I do have a lot of clients that have had their sites built in WordPress and they can make beautiful sites, um, but they could require code in order to make little, you know, these little silly updates that you don't really need a designer for, but you would have to basically have a designer, you know, log in, probably pay for at least a billable hour, all of these things. So anyways, with a website, if you can have a professional design it and and you have the login to edit it, that is my number one recommendation. If you have to build it yourself, there are a lot of great templates and site builders that you you might be able to throw it together. Um, if I was going to say that, you know, you have a limited budget, always invest in your brand guide. The website can be created from the brand guide. Now, you want to have your business, Instagram and Facebook, with a good social media strategy. We preach this all day long that great marketing can be free with good grassroots social media strategy. So you don't have to be paying for ads. You can utilize the free tools that are already available to you. This is something that you could hire out, but if you have a rock solid brand guide and then you could probably do this yourself. And I usually recommend that if you are starting small, that you take it on yourself, at least at the beginning. The main reason is, so you know how long it takes to do it the way you like it to be done. Um, and that you can establish the system or the deliverable that you expect. So this can come in handy when you go to hire someone else because you can say, this is my voice. This is, you know, they can go back to an archive of posts and they can essentially, probably if they're a good social media manager, they should be able to piece together what you sound like and, um, and the types of content that you like to put out. Another reason why I like managing my own accounts, at least in the beginning, is because it puts you in direct market research with your consumers. So you can engage in the DMs and the comments, and it's such a great way to build trust and stay in the know of what your customers like actually want and who they are. And because they might, I mean, honestly, they might not be who you think they are. So setting your account up as a business page and posting regularly will also provide you with some great data that you'll be able to see the growth in your audience, your reach, and your engagement as the business grows. So if you're set up as either, um, I mean, Instagram wise, if you're set up as a creator or a business, you can go into those insights and, and see you know, what your posts are doing and how they're performing, which is really fun. It's fun to see growth. It's fun to see what hit off and what didn't and all these different things, right? So I, as the business owner, I think that's really interesting. If you feel like you have the capabilities to take that on in the beginning, definitely consider it. Okay. So after all of these things that I told you, you may be in one or two camps or maybe somewhere in the, in the middle, but maybe it's like, okay, Nicole, I got it. I know all this stuff already. Hopefully it was a good reminder. Hopefully I could teach you something that you didn't already know or made you think about something that maybe you could be doing better. Or maybe this is all new to you and this is super overwhelming and you don't even know where to start or you might be somewhere in between. 
If you feel like you don't know where to start with ideating the voice of your business or if you feel like maybe you haven't been doing your best at this or maybe you don't know how to put all of this stuff into a social media plan, I invite you to check out our two-day intensive digital workshop. It's called The Unbreakable Brand where we guide you through any and all of the exercises that you need to get really specific on your really cool thing, your RCT, your ideal customer, and the things that you should be making content about to tell a balanced brand story. So your business is unique, and so your content plan, your marketing plan will also be unique, just like your business. And it is something that kind of needs to come from your heart. This business came from your heart, and your marketing and your brand should also come from that same heart center. So if you, if there is a question mark on any of these topics, I really invite you to check out The Unbreakable Brand. You can learn more at theunbreakablebrand.com. That is all one word, theunbreakablebrand.com. All right. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I know this is a little bit of a doozy and a lot of information. And if there's anything that you would like to hear more of, I mean, pretty much any one of these topics could be its own episode in like probably multiple different ways. So if there's something that you really would like us to talk more about, I would love to hear in the comments. Come hang out with me on Instagram at, at something businessy. I am the one in the DMs. Come hang out with me there. Let me know what you thought of this episode. What would you like to hear more of? And again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Something Businessy podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for links and mentions. And it would mean the world to us if you'd take a second to leave a review wherever you're listening today and share this episode with someone businessy. We'd love to hang out with you more. So please come say hi to us on Instagram at something businessy.